0: Look, okay, I know how this looks. I try to keep my embarrassing guilty pleasures to myself. I am a sucker for the anime romance genre, okay? Are you happy I said that? Between confessing to my love for dating sims two weeks ago, but they also kind of like do in like a will they, won't they kind of way. I don't know, I play too many dating sims. To defaming King Solomon at the beginning of this season. Stop, I need to stop before I get canceled. I barely survived the whole Solomon thing. I am really just holding on for dear life at this point. But it didn't take long into the first episode of My Dress Up Darling, our show for today, to realize that this show is doing something different. Not everything. It certainly has its cringier moments and it earns its rating. But the story being told in this new anime isn't the same old, same old story. So far, it's not even really a love story. It's a story about passion and drive and equality. In this way, the show is breaking down its own expected stereotypes from within the anime community. Not only that, but by breaking down these expectations, this show answers the age-old question of whether or not Christians can play video games, watch anime, or do cosplay. Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith games. And please don't let my parents watch this show. I am your Nerd Pastor Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub and hit that bell to find out when the next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting with our scripture. This time, we're going to be reading from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 13 through 18. As always, I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. But if you have a translation that you prefer, feel free to use that one instead. No one, when tempted, should say, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it. Then, when that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And that sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Every generous act of giving, with every perfect gift, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change." In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So what is My Dress Up? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't believe I just said My Dress Up Darling after reading from the Bible, dude. (sighs) My Dress Up Darling is a Japanese manga and anime series written by Shinichi Fukuda for Square Enix's serial magazine, Young Gangan, until being adapted into an anime by Cloverworks. The story follows Wakana Gojo, who is a first-year high school student. What sets Gojo apart as our main character is his absolute passion for the Hina doll, which you would probably recognize, but maybe you didn't know it was such a specific art and passion in Japanese culture. Gojo's drive for these dolls comes from his grandfather's lifetime in the business and the craft behind it. Unfortunately, Gojo is so obsessed that it's all he thinks about, and he never really spends any of his time making friends kind of a loner until one day he gets caught working on doll costumes at the school by the incredibly popular and beautiful Miren Kitagawa. he's a little bit concerned that she's going to make fun of him but instead she ends up falling head over heels for his crafty work and begs him to work with her for her passion of cosplay and we're not going to talk about who she cosplays so don't even bother to ask please i'm begging you the show then breaks into the relationship forming between these two people. While the situational comedy of the slice of life show certainly leans pretty hard into the sexual awkwardness of teenagedom, the love building between the two of these characters isn't really a physical one. Gojo has never made clothing for anyone bigger than a doll. He has no idea what he's doing. There is no logical reason for him to help Marin out, but he does. Why? Because Marin is awesome. She's driven and passionate and so incredibly focused on this thing that she wants to pursue that it inspires Gojo to want to support her. That kind of charisma is infectious and inspiring and so incredibly true to life. As the story goes on, we see these two characters going back and forth inspiring one another to do greater and greater things, and that's where their love story really blossoms. Whenever Gojo is having doubts in himself, Marin inspires him to step up and run after things as hard as she does. When Marin isn't too sure of her capability to press on, Gojo's deep-grained passion for the art of the Hina doll inspires her to believe in herself like he does. And man, if that isn't just the life of a creative human being, I don't know what it is. I find inspiration all the time, and those are my favorite kind of people. But it doesn't really stop there. This show has one of the most daring quotes in its, like, very first episode. Whenever Gojo learns who Marin wants to cosplay as, again, we're not going to talk about it, he thinks that it's a character from a video game that only boys would want to play. Marin, instead of backing down, stomps her foot in the ground and proudly defies that stereotype and proclaims, Does being a boy or girl matter when you really like something? Gojo then thinks back to his lack of friends and realizes it's because of a bully that made fun of his passion for designing Hina dolls that has made him so closed off, something that this bully claims only girls should do. Let me go ahead and tell you, as a lifelong weeb who has constantly grown up on the outside of popular culture, especially popular boys' culture, can I get an amen? It still embarrasses me to no end when I confess to reading girly manga or having some feminine hobbies or passions. I can remember wanting to play Harvest Moon instead of Halo, or wanting to color and craft while the real men played flag football, or preferring card captor Sakura over Naruto. The toxicity of gender stereotypes and expectations is a real thing, and it's really dumb because passion is passion, drive is drive, and expectations well, they're unfair. That brings us really well into our scripture for this video. This passage is from the very start of the book of James. And James is a pretty interesting book to read through. Some people like to look at this book as like proverbs in the Old Testament, but instead being told through a New Testament lens. In that way, the book is definitely full of practical and tangible direction on how to live life as a Christian. But James is actually mostly writing to the pretty specific audience of Jewish Christians during that time much of his process is going to be in the vein of someone who was religious in a very specific way who is now transitioning to the new way of living a life as Christ lived. Now, the way that this scripture still lives for us today, because I don't know about you, but I'm not Jewish and this scripture still speaks to me. This scripture speaks to people who grew up in the church and are still learning or unlearning or deconstructing or reconstructing some of the things that we might have misunderstood when we were growing up in the church context. This passage in particular is breaking down what we think of today as the idea that God causes us to sin or to be tempted that god allows evil to happen to us this is heresy to james because god can't be tempted to tempt us instead our temptations are a perverted twist of our own desires some translations don't even use the word desire here but instead use the word lust it intercepts the perfect desire turns it into something perversely lustful and then grows and festers it until the point that it is able to give birth to sin now I know what you may be thinking. Hey, uh, Nerd Pastor Nate, this show kind of sounds like one of those things, and it could very well be. Depending on whatever specific temptations you might have or deal with in your life, this show might be a possible perversion of desire for you. In that case, just watch this sermon and call it a day with this show, because this sermon isn't really about that part of the show. Instead, what I want to talk about from the show speaks more to the back nine of this passage. After explaining sinful desire, James explains pure and true desire. True desire is a generous act of giving, a perfect gift. This is the desire that God places within us. It's a kind of equation here, right? God doesn't give us bad desire. God does give us generous desire. So what is that all about? Well, continuing our equation out, if bad desire is a twisting and distortion of the original desire, then a true desire must be one birthed directly out of the vision that God has laid before us. No time for that kind of twisting and perversion. So what kind of desires would God give us? I see God as being one of many names, but one that I relate to the most as an image bearer of God is that our God is a creator. God. God is a creative. Whenever I'm in the act of creating something, whether it be one of these videos or a game or a piece of music or a drawing or insert whatever creative art you want to hear, I feel like I am connected to God within that experience. Does it have to be an inherently Christian thing that I'm creating? Well, that's kind of an absurd question, right? God doesn't make Christians. God makes human beings. God makes the sun and the stars and the moon. God creates the sunset and the sunrise. Are those Christian? How ridiculous. In the same way, I see the pure drive and passion of the creative Mirin and the creative Gojo, and heck, let's just call it out, of the creative Mangaka who created this manga and anime. I see all of that creativity as an extension of the creative nature of a creator God. Now, can it be perverted? Of course it can. We can mess it up with our own humanity, our own lust. But I think that God has the redemptive power to use and to make good out of the mess of our humanity. And that ultimately there is a kernel of creative divinity within each thing that is passionately and earnestly crafted. So that's my diatribe as a creative person, but what does this actually mean for us today? How can we use the true passion for our daily lives? Well, hopefully, if you're creative, then you feel like this has given you permission to not feel like you have to create within the realm of Christian art, to not be held down or burnt out or tired or exhausted by the expectations put upon you by the church or by media or by whoever may be doing it. Instead, stand proudly like Marin and say, does being a boy or girl or Christian or atheist or black or white or whatever matter when you really like something? Discern, what that true desire might be in your life, or maybe lean on a mentor and discover what that might be and then run after it like wildfire. It is good. You are good. God is good. May it be so. And if you aren't a creative, yes, you are. It may not look like the creativity of others, but I believe all of us are imbued with that gift of creativity as image bearers of God, as the Imago Dei. You are important. You are needed. The world is better because it has you. Your reflection of God's creativity is vital in this world. Lean into that. Find that passion. Heck, maybe your creativity is seen through inspiring the creativity of others, like Marin inspiring Gojo despite her not having a creative bone to sew in her body. And finally, this show can hopefully teach us to look for God in places we would never expect God to be let's drop some of our expectations and let God work some miracles because they only happen once you drop those expected boundaries. And if you want to help us look for God in the unexpected, feel free to join us at Checkpoint Church where we have seen God show up in so many unexpected ways that, to be frank, we've lost count. With that, whether you're a cosplayer, you still play with dolls, or still can't believe that a pastor is actually talking about this show, know that you're always welcome at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to go on these nerdy deep dives with us. If you want more of what we're doing here at Checkpoint Church, we are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over on Twitch. And we are also active every single day over on the Discord. Both of those are going to be linked down in the description down below. We would love to have you during the week over on Twitch or literally anytime on Discord. We're always on there. It's gotten super active. We're playing some card games, maybe still playing card games. I don't know. It's been two weeks. I'm probably burnt out on it. Uh, Either that or maybe check on me because I've lost all my time to this Madari card game. Hey, quick question with you. What is your guilty pleasure anime or maybe even your guilty pleasure genre of a show, game, or movie? My love affair with dating sims probably started like way, way back in the old days in middle school where those like weird new ground games like Sim Girls or the super niche online games like Katawa Shoujo. Don't play either of those, by the way. Can we just delete this whole video? that, we're going to end this video with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there, regardless of where you might be with God, whether you believe in God or not, whether you go to church or not, whether you enjoyed this video or you just clicked on it because you were like, this seems weird that a pastor's talking about this. No matter where you might be right now, we believe that Every single one of you watching this video have these three things to be true about you. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube and Twitch and Discord. And number three, we believe that you, yes, you, Matter. You're a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, until the next time that I see you, whether it be on Discord or on Twitch, or back here, same time, same place, for another one of these nerdy deep dives. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye bye! Before written in letters of DNA, you were the player of the story of the program, the human made from nothing but milk and love. That's weird. Let's go further back. The seven billion, billion, billion atoms of the player's body were created long before this game sometimes the ray of read lines of code on the screen decoded them into words, you, you are alive. And sometimes the player believed the universe had spoken it spoken to it through the sunlight that came through the shuffling leaves of the summer trees, and sometimes the player believed the universe had spoken to it through a light Oh my goodness, this is the Psalms, you guys. Sometimes the player believed in the universe had spoken to it through the zeros and ones through the electricity of the world, the the scrolling words of the screen on the end of a dream and the universe said, I love you.